Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. This is the biggest party ever. And Kasselberg hosted it. My buddy calls out of the blue. Uh, uh, Brian Fogel calls me. He said, are you going to that party tonight? It was Sunday night. I go, yeah, well, no, I wasn't. Uh, are you going? And uh, Brian had just won the Oscar for best documentary for Icarus, mm-hmm. the great uh, documentary about the Russian doping scandal. And I said, I, I don't know. Are you going? He goes, yeah, why don't we go together? So of all people in the world, my buddy, who was the documentary that year for the best documentary about uh, Russian doping, yeah, about the Russian sports doping scandal, the one that got Putin kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah. This brave, he'd been in and out of Russia, done all these incredible things. He calls, let's go. So we go over there. We're the last people to get this fancy party, and I'm feeling my self-esteem is about that big. And, and there's stairs to walk up into the party, and all the fabulous people are there. And I see at the top of the stairs, it's Mark Burnett. And he's like, you know, standing there like, Brian doesn't know who Mark Burnett is. He's standing there at the top of the stairs like King of the Hill. And uh, he's with uh, Bo Grills people. Like, Bo Grills is a real, he's a real deal. But and he's like this, and I go, oh, this guy's going to block me. You know, the stairway's dark. He's going to block me from coming in the yeah. party. I'm like, oh, geez. What's he Add insult to injury on the fact that they didn't invite you. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't nominate you. Now you're there. You're walking up the stairs. And I'm like, good Lord. And uh, then I think, all right, I'm just going to walk around this idiot. Because you can tell he's drunk and he's like huffing and puffing. I'm like, I'm going to walk around this idiot. So I kind of get up the stairs and I kind of curve this way. And I have my head down. And he just he just gets his, oh, wow. his head around my windpipe. Like, you know, because there's some kind of kung fu move or something. And, and it docks me back. I about went to back down the stairs. This way, knocks me off balance, and I, I grab his belt loop, and I go, yeah, you, can I swear on here? Yeah, go for okay. it. Yeah, okay, you motherfucker, you better let me catch my balance so we can fight fair. And right. I pull myself up to the top of the stairway so we get sideways, so I get a little air between us, and I fucking just start. And the top of the stairs is where all the celebrities wow. are right here, everybody. And of course, that's all they saw was me going ape shit on the fucking guy. He had a gold Jesus chain. That's the first thing I went for. The first thing I said is, I'm going to fucking mess up his face. But then he had this gold Jesus chain, and he had like this pink leather fucking thing. I'm going to do some damage, so he has to at least leave the party to, you know, fix up. And just bam, bam, bam. And and somebody, the guy from Survivor, the host, Jeff Probst, you know, when he was doing this, oh, my God, you're choking him. You're choking him. And then bam, bam. And then, what you is know, that move, by the way? Why would he have learned such a move like that? That seems move, man. You take somebody's. Yeah, that's a air. pretty serious uh, move. That's, that's a soaker, uh, sucker choke. Yeah. Because it's not like he's like, "Hey, I want to fight you." It's like I put my head down to be a gentleman, hmm. walk around him, but but he was so wasted. His breath was, uh, you know. And then his wife, who I didn't even see, Roma Downey Jr. She, uh, she. I think Brian had his, Brian was actually filming with his phone. Yeah. Like, hey, Bob, he's really good, yeah. good boy, and his mom's very proud of him. Bob, I'm here at this party, and then oh, his phone was chaos, and uh, 
And, and then Robert Downey Jr., his wife, does a tweet like yeah. with a bruise that's at least 60 days old. Like, I saw that. I can't believe Tom Arnold attacked me and my husband. Is, is your TV show worth it? Now About she's Donald a victim. Trump. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't going to do anything because uh, I'd kicked his ass. I wasn't going to do anything until that. Then my lawyer, Marty Singer, is a, a great uh, uh, litigator, the best. He wrote. He got up out of bed and called and said, "You better go for police report because now she's saying you abused her." Right. And I'm like, right, right, what? right. And so the you know that so you called the police they, on him, and then he got. Well, yeah, I said uh, to Katzberg, "You gotta get the police." He's like, "Can you not do the police?" I go, "Okay, I will do him here. I'll walk over to the next block, but mm. I can't have her saying I beat her up at a yeah. party." But it ended up. Uh, you know, ended up, uh, God, that guy's a coward. And then I went out, and they took him down here. And then uh, I go, uh, uh, listen. And then Jeff, finally, Jeff's like, okay, come back in. and But don't, if you see him, do not kill him. Do not, you know. And uh, But I ended up, it was a great night, Brian. How would you have killed him, though? But can I, no, let me ask I mean, you. So like, some um, people say, I would say, I will say this about him, looking at his fact pattern of life. He looks a little suspicious to me. He doesn't look like he's just a independent producer who sort of, you know, vaulted his way no. to the top of the game. He looks like he's had help from uh, external sources, maybe intelligence sources, maybe organized crime oh, sources. Sure he's he not just, uh, you know, a, a miracle producer. No, he's had help. But let me just say this. Mm. The, the, the most powerful uh, reality producer in Hollywood, he has a lot of power. Mm -hmm fucking choked me mm -hmm. at the biggest party in Hollywood. And then his wife falsely accused me of injuring her. And, and, uh, there's nothing, there's no, mm -hmm. there should be a code of conduct at MGM where if the guy that's the CEO does that, he has some sort of recourse or whatever. Cause you know, I had, I, I only have one working vocal cord and, you know, I had to go to the doctor and pay for myself. So that's fine. Yeah. Because that's the Not Trump fine, world. Because he's buddies with Trump. And she's a terrible person. She says she's a, a, a Christian, but she's a liar. Mm -hmm. And she did it in front of everybody. And, you know, you don't say that, you know, that, oh, Tom attacked me and my husband. And, and the, the, there's a young lady that was on the show, The Office, yeah. uh, for many years. And she was talking to Robert Downey Jr. 30 feet away when it went down. And she, and she said she looked at her husband having the shit knocked out of him and went, oh, my God. And then the, the uh, uh, Jenna Fisher said, oh, my God, I got to call 911 because she thought somebody was having a heart attack. But you, you so didn't even see her that night. You didn't even see Roma. I don't know what her real name no, is. Now, you've called her. Her Roma Downey Jr. so many times. But you didn't even see her I that night. I saw her and I didn't even recognize her. Uh, you know, uh, when I saw her picture later, she had blonde hair. There was nobody in the fight. There was nobody. Uh, his guys sort of uh, uh, pulled him back and found the, I don't know if they found his Jesus chain, but he's such a phony. And it did affect me because the next year, uh, uh, Katzenberg's like, my, my, my manager calls him, why are you inviting Tom? Well, Tom broke a promise. I, I don't know if the promise was not to talk to the cops or you know, it, it was because it would be too uncomfortable. Uh, so, with Tom so you think he stopped you from having um, some oh, career yeah. success going yeah. forward? That oh, actually no, hurt your he, career? He, uh, my agents dropped me after that because they represent uh, uh, Mark Burnett. Oh, no, no. Tom. Oh, wow. I didn't, that's, people, that's incredible. No, and, and here's the thing. If you go against Trump, there's all these trolls mm -hmm. that just attack you, attack you. Then they'll call 
your age is that threat their life or are you know i have a heart camp for kids it's a the biggest one with uh, in america with kit for kids with heart defects they call the heart camp they leave messages they threaten them they call everybody they call your family they do this they, they you know and some of them are computer generated but some of them you know and then people go oh my god we can't work with this guy and if you're in the comedy world you do live stand-up mm-hmm. they just inundate uh, uh facebook and twitter and, and if you're not smart you go okay that means that i think it be to me it means nothing but uh, but there's a lot of people that are with the, the Trump yeah. people. There's a lot of Jews, rich Jews, yeah. that are. They're like, well, I don't agree with this part, but I do agree with this part. But you can't, and, do, you uh, can't do that with Trump. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, Tom Arnold has a big mouth. If you just shut up, then he could make more money. He could make do this, that. But you can't. I can't because I'm a father so but you're also very very principled i mean i gotta say because people were on on twitter when i said you were coming on the show people were like oh well he doesn't have the tapes and they would tell us an auto-generated kind of bot response by some people some people might have been real and i was like you know for one thing i think i learned about how racist he was from you because you were the person even if you didn't have the tapes or you know that you certainly put up a big search for them i learned from you what he was like if if i hadn't heard you doing that you know i think a lot of people wouldn't have heard uh the truth about donald trump that makes you uh, you know a bona fide hero in my book and Mm -hmm. it's it's tragic that uh, you know on top of all of that, you are the person who gets uh, criticized and, and you lose money, you lose your career or parts of your career. That's just unfortunate. It's really, uh, you know, I hope that there's some sort of comeback on, on Mark Burnett. And, and I hope people start realizing that he's not, you know, he's not really perhaps who he says he is, but also that he's really uh, a lot of the, of the, of the, of the, you know, the charade that is Donald Trump is Mark Burnett. He created yeah. that myth. And now, now he's, yeah. you know, he subjected all of us to, to him for the last four years. Yeah, well, you know, people that say, well, uh, you know, where's the PV tape or where's uh, where's whatever. Uh, I, you know, I went to New York and I checked in the hotel that Michael Cohen was checked into. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there until he said officially, I am done with Donald Trump. I'm going to be a patriot for my family. Mm-hmm. And then I... And then when he, I, I went there and I recorded him. I got, I, re, I made a bunch of tapes with him talking about every issue that Trump, everything Trump had done. Uh, you know, we started with Jerry Falwell, where he admitted he still had a picture of Falwell and uh, from the pool boy thing uh, situation that he helped fix for Falwell, right, which really is why Falwell decided to support Trump in 2016. I was like, why would an evangelical uh, support Trump, and then I took it. Michael Cohen like sort of made it. Oh, it really wasn't that, but I took that, and then I flew to New York to see the picture and other pictures of things he'd fixed for Donald Trump, and then I went to an, another, a great journalist and said, "Here's the here's what I have, and here's the young man, and here there's other young men mm. that had these relationships mm. with." The Falwells. This we is a Falwell. Falwell. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's following. The Falwells had a relationship with this guy uh, in, is it in Florida, I think, somewhere like that? Yeah. Where he, he a was a pool yeah. boy. They bought him a business. He still owns some of that business. Maybe maybe they own some of it too. Uh, and and then he's exposed them recently in the last few months. Yeah, been able to but it wasn't them. just that because I stayed on it. Then there was more pictures. And, you know, Michael Cohen wasn't 
as forthcoming as he should have been. No, he wasn't. Uh, what it's become is there's a lot of young people that have come forward, even at the university. And it went from being this sexual relationship with Jerry denied and said he was being blackmailed by this young man, mm -hmm. which is absolutely not true. And we had, had to release documents showing that and film. So he had to show the board of directors that's not what was happening. And Jerry was actively involved in this. And there's other young men. Yeah, so tell me more about the other young men, because I don't think we've heard about other young men. We've heard oh, yeah, about we've heard, you, you just can, the one. There's a, a kid from uh, the, the Falwell Sons Band. Mm -hmm. The mother uh, have sex with them, and there's people at the university. You're supposed to have sex with people at the university, no. and they they blackmailed this young man, Giancarlo Granda, who I've gotten to know very well. I talked to him earlier, mm -hmm. and uh, what it is is they're predators, not unlike uh, Epstein, and they 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 meet these young men and, and uh, say, "What do you want to do with your life?" They, they say, "Well, I'd like to give back," and they say. You really can't give back until you have money of your own. Mm. I will mentor you. That's what Jerry Falwell right. says. And uh, they get him in something like this kid is in this Miami youth hostel, and he owns 24.9%, uh, and Becky Falwell and her son, and Jerry own the rest. Now, they won't let him out of that mm. because they want to keep a hold on him, but Jerry's texting him like, yeah, you don't drop the soap in prison. That's what he's texting him recently. Wow. Wow. And they keep a hold on him and threaten him. They even threatened to send this kid's girlfriend a tape of him having sex with Becky Falwell. That's what Jerry Falwell's done. Wow. And, Jerry, and people are like, well, Jerry Falwell likes to watch. I'm going to tell you right now, Jerry Falwell does more than watch. Mm. And uh, finally, the university fired him. But there's very soon you're going to see much more that Jerry Falwell is doing. And, and he was so running I, a whole I, real estate scam as well. Oh, no, and then on yeah, top of that, that he's now, you're telling that us that there's uh, like a human, not human trafficking, but certainly luring and sex and, and maybe uh, yeah. rape of, of younger kids, of young men, so I should say. And, and listen, you have to understand this. The Falwells are anti-LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. They're anti-immigrant. And every one of these young men are immigrants. Giancarlo Grande is Mexican. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a guy named Omar that is Muslim. There's there's all these other kids that are and, and Becky Falwell's like and you can read her. They had fake Facebook. Uh, uh, they created fake characters on Facebook to lure these guys in. They are the worst, the worst. And the Falwells had fake characters on Facebook. Yeah. Was, Becky Falwell, wow. catfishing people. Facebook. Yeah, and then she she and uh, Jean Carlo can tell because. They, she sounded old. <laughs> That's what mm. he said. That, it's insulting to me who's even older than Becky. But, uh, you know, you, you'll see this. You'll see more. And I'm telling you the shame that these guys feel because their parents here, they'll call up the parents and say, we're mentoring your son. And the parents mm. are like, oh, my God, the Falwells. That's like uh, uh, Jesus follow, you know. Yeah. So it gets this weird thing. So then when the, kid, the young men are like, oh, no, here's what's going on. They're blackmailing me. The parents don't believe them. They're like, you better do the right thing by Jerry Falwell. Those Falwells are saints. And it's sort of like the priests abusing the kids. Right. Because they don't believe them. And it rips these families apart. And it's bullshit. And that's what they've been doing. And so I went to Michael Cohen. And I said, I need you to do, uh, I'll tell you what will be good. He's got a podcast now. And, mm -hmm. and uh, again, Michael Cohen and I have been very close. We had a, we had a cell phone the whole time he was in prison. You oh, know, really? He was sharing documents. Yes. And, uh, you know, I would have told you this before, but if you share documents, because I was trying to help him get a, a, a lighter sentence, but also because I've always been unobjective, I want Trump to resign before. And so he was sharing uh, stuff with the New York State 
uh, attorney general about Trump's taxes. And so it was a win-win. Mm-hmm. And, and if he lost the photo prison, then we get another one. He And he would let me know his new number. So he was in on it. It wasn't just me. So, uh, uh, so I said, I need you to do this. It'll be good for your podcast. I want you were the fixture for the Falwells with this guy who, who uh, and what I need to do now is help be the fixture for this guy with the Falwells because they won't pay him anything. He wants out of that deal. Oh, that's, that's really good that of you. Involved. That's a really smart suggestion. And, yeah. And you don't even, they, he doesn't even want what they owe him. He wants a little bit of money because he mm. wants to join the army. He's a good kid. He's just a good kid who wants he, to do well. Eh? And, and he's, he wrote me this thing. He's like, oh, Tom, yeah, I thought it said that. We're on different journeys now. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with you? What? Because, you know, I, I know he's held a bunch of stuff back. Mm. I know that, uh, you know, other people have reached out to me and said, hey, can you get him to call me back? You know, these, these, because a lot's happened since, you know, and, and, uh, and, and something's up with him. Like I gave him a chance. He got out. He wrote his book. He left a lot of stuff out. He left things that you know he, he did leave a lot out, right? I mean, the, even in the, in the yeah. hearings, he didn't give up the right stuff. Like he, no, he, yeah. he kept a lot back. Why? Why do? You, what did but he now, leave out? And what do you think he, he left out? Well, the stuff with Trump and Epstein, the abortions, the stuff he fixed, you know, and, he, and he's been doing this kind of a, oh, you know, uh, you know, I was, uh, I had Stockholm syndrome, so you know, I can't do that. So, but the Falwells. You know, before he went into prison, you know, he's like, they screwed me over. I bought their grandkid at their uh, christening, I think it's called, the christening, where they have a baby. Uh, I bought them a Gucci present. I hate them. They abandoned me. Uh, But it it turns out that right before he went to prison, Jerry and Becky Falwell came to New York and took him out to dinner to make amends. But what Mm. they did is they ended up giving his family money, and that was for Trump. And I, I thought it was really weird. Whoa, all whoa, of a sudden, you know, so, so sorry, the yeah. Falwells take Michael Cohen out for dinner and they basically yeah. pay him off. So he doesn't yeah. doesn't and, talk and, more about Trump or talks uh, more, yeah. more reliably oh, about it's Trump. It's like, hey, we're going to do it. He never told me that. I found out Giancarlo, mm-hmm. John Carlo told me that today because he was with the Falwells at the time. Right. He was still in, in actively. Uh, and... Uh, and, and uh, Michael, because I went hard on the fall walls, he even tried to, if you listen to the tape of him and I talking, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I do have one picture left. It's not what you think, Tom. It's like, you know, just Becky naked. It's all we think. But as soon as I heard he had one picture left, I'm like, I'm coming down to New York. I know what it is. You're covered for them. But uh, that's, that's, I'm going to come down and get all the pictures you have. I'm going to get everything, you know, because I listened. You know, he's still make it nice for trump and his kids i think i'm gonna fight i know what it is with jerry falwell because i have other do you people. trust do you trust um cohen do you trust what he's saying now do you believe what he's saying or is no, he, no, is he's he playing he's a visitor he's selling us i something. also have ta- more tapes i have more tapes of him he's forgotten what he said you know <laughs> he never completely cooperated with uh, the Mueller people or he wouldn't have gone to prison he's leaving stuff out because it will incriminate him he thinks russia stuff Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and uh, and the stuff with uh, and, and he blamed the Casowitz firm, uh, which is pretty. You know, I had a friend, I have a good friend who broke the Epstein case. This woman, I called her in 2018, Julie Brown. I said, out of the blue, I said, listen, I, I I think you're going to break this open. I know I'm a big fan of yours. 
So I'm Dave Salvarold. Anyway, I can help you. I got a couple little things, but anyway, I can help you. She probably, she was like, uh, I didn't even have a TV show, TV show when I called her. And she's like, I, you know, we started talking and I, you know, I'm crazy on the phone. And, and, uh, and at one point she's like, uh, I can't, is this for your TV show? I go, I, my TV show has been off the air for, and, uh, you know, we became friends and, and, uh, you know, I I just know a great journalist. I was like, this woman is doing it because she was out interviewing all these victims of Epstein and working so hard. It's not a high paying thing. I was like, this woman, this she's gonna do it. She she did and, a good uh, job. You know, it's interesting that Mark Burnett, at least Epstein claimed that Mark Burnett approached him first to do The Apprentice, and then it was Epstein who told Mark Burnett to go to to Trump. Are you aware of that? Are you? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I didn't even uh, think of the two of them being connected. They're all connected. Mm -hmm. They're all connected. We sort of suspect that Jeffrey Epstein was a spy for, was was working as an agent at least for the British and the Israelis possibly and the Saudis, who knows who else. Um, And Ghislaine as well was probably an agent for at least the Israelis. Her father was an agent for various intelligence agencies. And and yet here we go to Mark Burnett uh, knowing them even before he started The Apprentice. Um, and we think maybe he's a little bit connected to the intelligence world. Do you, is, there, I mean, is, there, is there a realm of possibility that this could all be a giant intelligence play? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems, I get Mark Burnett for sure, because mm-hmm. he's fascinated by, that just seems like something he would offer up. You know, fascinated, he's in love with Putin. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about how much you know, Trump is in love with Putin. He is. He's just in love. He's like, I want to be that guy. Mm. Trump doesn't have, you know, the wherewithal. He just doesn't. Trump's biggest problem is, you know, he's incompetent. He just thinks about himself. So he would be bad, a bad Russian asset like he's a bad American asset. But useful. Just useful idiot, as they say. Oh, he's useful idiot because he, you could just depend that he's never going to think of, you know, he's never been of service to anyone mm. but himself. And you can count on that. And the sooner people realize it, the better. But And so the people around him that keep enabling him, you know, it's death for them. And it's going to be death for our country if uh, he if he doesn't get voted out. But Mark Burnett, on the other hand, you know, he studied this. He had a little bit of experience in his training in the U.K. So so what he learned there, and, he, and that, believe me, in the U.K., they study Russia mm-hmm. maybe yeah. more than we do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, you know, was very close to, um, obviously to the Russians because he was a KGB spy, but he was also very close to the Queen. And, uh, and so was Ghislaine. They grew up very close to, to the, to the, to the Queen and, and the royal family there. And so they have a close relationship. We know that their relationship with, uh, with Prince Andrew is pretty pronounced. And, and then here comes Burnett, who's also, you know, uh, he's not for, he's not royal by any stretch of the imagination, but he, he served in, in the Falklands. He served as a, as in the paratrooper division or whatever they would call it. And that puts him sort of in the same place and time as, as Andrew as well, because he was a, a helicopter pilot. So it's certainly uh, it's interesting that all these people are con- well, you know, colliding yeah, Burnett, in the same but, time Burnett, and space. You know, Burnett uh, was a suck up. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you take that. You know, there's a lot of suck ups involved with the Trump campaign yeah. that ended up getting something. Yeah, Ghislaine, she had nothing when she met uh, FC. I mean, she came to New York with nothing. You think because uh, Robert Maxwell's her dad, he yeah. left her with a but bunch. He, he of stuff. did. It he just didn't. She wasn't allowed to declare it. Yeah. I think because yeah. he'd stolen it all. 
you know, the Papadopoulos is, uh, just, I'll tell this briefly because I know we've been on a long time, yeah. but, you know, uh, uh, in 2018, I suppose, was it maybe uh, uh, you could see on Twitter, but my kids and I were walking down Beverly Boulevard here on a Sunday afternoon after a soccer practice, and there were two people there, and it was right after George Papadopoulos had signed his, his uh, deal with uh, Robert Mueller and pled guilty to lying, and he was going to go to prison for 11 days or whatever, and there's two people at an outdoor cafe, two people sitting at a little table, and we walked by, and, and uh, George said, hello, Tom Arnold, uh, uh, nice to meet you, I'm George Papadopoulos, and this is my wife, and uh, and uh, oh, I said, oh my gosh, you guys! He said, I heard we could trust you. We'd like to, we'd like to chat with you. And I said, we take a picture right on the spot, whatever day that was. And I said, I'd love to talk to you guys. I got my kids. We're going to California Beach Kitchen. Here's my number. Here's your number. Let's get together. And then we got together the the next week and talked to George over at the Soho House for a long time about his story and how they got in this position. I always feel sorry for the people that are caught up in this situation especially newlyweds mm -hmm. and then he said can i have my wife come down I said, absolutely and then she came down and the story was you know better and completely different but and then i went home and and then i saw on twitter that they were still there many hours later and she called the police on his his mother back in chicago and it became this uh and i've stayed wild world eh? with these guys but you know the the thing about being an asset to these there's a lot of people in europe their assets to, you know, and, and uh, people have said, well, she was a, a Russian asset and then she uh, uh, captured his attention. You know, he was he was he was in Israel. He was doing Look, I, there, there's a lot of intelligence you know, assets around this whole story. And it's really um, worrying because at the end of the day, if this all is what we suspect it is, which is a giant intelligence play, you've got all these. Mm -hmm foreigners interfering in our elections really that's what's going on we're in real trouble you know these guys are not friends of america they're or if they are friends they're pretending to be friends what they really want is terrible things for america and they want to end our democracy and so you know they're these, they're always charming people they all seem like they have profile that's you know you know interesting enough to to spend some time uh, looking into but they're 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 enemies they're not here to help us in any way whatsoever they are enemies yeah. but what i have done and, uh, is i've documented every moment uh, on film mm -hmm. together with uh well with them for sure the two of them separately mm -hmm. uh and with a lot of uh with a lot of these folks and so people like me and uh, our group have made sure to document it and share it with appropriate people and and uh and so you know I, I, this is going to come down to you know 21 you know, days I, I, from now yeah. with how we vote you know with this tell 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 our viewers and and you know how much is at stake here from your perspective you're you're looking at everything. you know everything well go ahead and explain exactly what that means well, and why people should have, vote the way you would like them to vote well, or you'd you, like you, to see them got, vote. you've got this is you know uh, they said uh four years ago this was important uh election of our lifetime uh you know <laughs> this is definitely for me. I'm a 61 year old single father with a seven year and a half year old son and a four and a half year old daughter. And the best thing I could do for them is this: is to stand up. You know, I'm a U.S. citizen, mm -hmm. which is a very powerful thing to be. And I have to stand up. I'm also a Jew, and I I'm proud of that. I you know I'm pro Israel, but I'm also very pro America.
and I know what's going on. And uh, I don't I, I don't go, well, I believe in this one thing that Trump did, which is good. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I know he's a racist. I know he's incompetent. I know things aren't okay. And I want to get this COVID thing settled so I get my kid in school. Mm-hmm. And people are dying. And the people around him are stupid. They're incompetent. I, I want to get science. I want smart people in charge of education. Uh, he is. Uh, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about my kids. And and in, in four short years, the company, the country that I love, has gone down into the gutter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you know, it, you know. It, it, and I'll tell you what's gonna. It's gonna be much worse. It's not gonna be better. You know, Mark Burnett promised me he would rise to the occasion. He's he hasn't. So all these people that are supporting him, they're they're especially these powerful people. They're you know. They're on the line too, so it's a lot I of would them. suggest everybody in, in Hollywood. You better, you better speak up. And mm-hmm. MGM and uh, Nancy Tellum, who came in to supervise Mark Burnett after our mm-hmm. fight, and the MGM board of directors, and, and the tape, the uh, the Apprentice tape, which is stored in Hutchinson, Kansas, in, in that in a salt in a vault. In so you know where line. it is. You know where this tape is. I know exactly where it is. Uh, it, it's on uh, linear tape, open LTO uh, tape. I know how it's stored. I know exactly where it is. I know the technology. I know that you go. We could go in there with a forklift. We can take it out. We can start editing. It's, it takes a special kind of editing process. So I how do we get to that? How do we get to it? How do we get to it? Is it Nancy well, Tellum, right, or do right. we have to? We got to. We got to start writing. Nancy Tellum. Her husband runs the the, the uh, Detroit Pistons, and, and the NBA really for people, and they stood up against racism. And if you don't allow people to see this tape, MGM has, has fought uh, every woman that Donald Trump has sexually assaulted and harassed, and they've defended him and protected him for fifteen or twenty years. The America has a right to see what's on the tape because the you don't even, the MGM doesn't even know because hmm. it's never been edited. And I can tell you exactly where it is, and, uh, and we can get it out there and start the process. You need three board members, but Nancy Tellum was Woman of the Year. She was number right, two yeah, at NBC under Les Moonves. So, mm. but these people on the board, they may donate money to uh, to the Democratic causes, but right now they are all protecting Donald Trump and everybody that's doing that, the MGM uh, board of directors, the company, uh, uh, they are all protecting uh, Donald Trump. The the owner, uh, Anchorage Capital, that bought this uh, company, uh, Kevin, what's his name? We need to look it up, uh, Google, and the press, uh, people I've reached out to the press say, oh, that's, how do you do that? I'll tell you how you do it. You call and you call him out. I called out yeah. Mark Burnett myself. I've got I've I've got a fist fight with him. Mark Burnett, wherever he goes, hey black hey the boycott his other shows. Mm. Shark Tank. Boycott uh, MGM. Shows. I mean there's well, a boycott MGM, there. Every show. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, our country's at stake. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh oh that music show. There's people of color on that, and he's a racist, he's supporting racists on our country's sake until you get their attention. Didn't Barry because Diller just get on the board there? I think Barry Diller just got on the board. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars for Donald Trump, yeah. and they're protecting him. 
Let's get some attention and get that stuff because it exists. They've admitted it and they're protecting him. And there's women who've been sexually assaulted who've been going to court to get access to that because they want to see their sexual assaults. And so they can use it in court and they're protecting Donald Trump. Mm. So you, you guys, MGM, you are protecting a, not only a sexual assaulter, but the people, the voters have a right to see it. And if anybody wants to call me, I see Robbie Kaplan, who's a great lawyer from New York, got mm. access to part of the 2005. Yeah, I reached out to her today. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you know what? It, there, there's a way to get it. You just you just start boycotting FGM. I I can tell anyone. If Rob Ryder's like, we got to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you bet. Rob Ryder needs to call out Nancy Tellum and the other board directors. I will tell you exact. Brian Fogel, <laughs> who's next, his next documentary is called The Dissident about the uh, 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 the Jamal Khashoggi murder. Yeah. He, they stuck into Turkey and got the tape of that murder and did Saudi Arabia to get stuff on MBS. And, and, and yet in America, they, they've stuck into Russia so many times for Putin stuff, but America, you protect Donald Trump. MGM, it's harder to get stuff on Donald Trump than it is on Putin, MBS, and Aragon. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen is, let's say, if, if he wins, the, if he re-wins the, he wins again in, the, in 21 days, we're entering a, a you know an indescribable period for America where we've never even contemplated not having freedom the way we've had uh, up until now. We're entering a fascist period of time if we haven't already, and it's not you know these these guys who are executives at companies. I I get that they want to keep the stock prices up, but they want to keep their salaries and they want to keep their jobs. Who doesn't? But at some point, you've got to say, well. You know, is my country worth it? Are we, are we oh, going to sacrifice Scott, my country listen, for this? Listen, yeah, I went after Ari Emanuel too. His mm. brothers, mm. you know, are great. Yeah. They're on the, but you know, they bought the the Miss Universe contest, and there was these tapes that Trump, Trump talks about all the time. The backstage, go backstage and check it out. The naked ladies bringing mm. his friends, and Ari Emanuel's like, well, they burn up in a fire, and uh, and I was like, well, he had a bad week because, you know, Bill Cosby. He lost those reruns. They owned that show. And, and then Roseanne, they couldn't play her reruns for a while. But seriously now, he, you know, Ari Emanuel is, is, had Trump's ear. Mm-hmm. He's talked, he should he's be on Trump's TV agent, right, right now. He's Trump's agent. Yeah. He's, he's Trump's still Trump's agent. agent. Yeah. Ari Emanuel is, you know, he's the guy, the, the most powerful agent in Hollywood. He should be on TV right now. He should be going to the White House right now. Like, I'm not going to be your agent anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. You're disgusting. Uh, Endeavor, mm-hmm. we, whatever it is, we quit you. Mm-hmm. But, but no, we're still going to be your agent, you know, even though you're anti-Semitic and uh, you hate black people. All the black people the kids on the Kids in cages on the border. You're taking away everyone's rights. Yeah. I mean, you're that kind yeah, of president. You're not even a, you're not acceptable to anyone in the world um, except for a tiny minority of people in, in America. And these these executives are, are helping them, are helping him stay in power. Yeah, so I we, certainly we hope... It, it, that goes we're away. Gonna, we're not going to encourage any stereotypes against Jews, yeah. but we, we do want to make money from you or 10%. <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. In 2018, people were like, you got to quit making, you got to ease off Ari Emanuel. Mm. And I was represented by Ari Emanuel until I did that. Oh, really? And, and, you know, it's hard because his brothers, you know, one brother's a great doctor and the other one, Zika. you know, it's definitely on our side. But, you know, you got to risk that. And, uh, and it's time for all these guys to stand up 
and stop being such cowards, especially ones with power. And so the MGM board and uh, and uh, and the ownership of Anchorage uh, uh, Capital. Uh, and they why they buy the company? I know why they, they bought it so they could hang out with Mark Burnett. Mm-hmm. And Mark Burnett made them hire the same publicist he has, so he control everything. And until they, I got in a fight with Mark Burnett, they, nobody had any idea. Oh my God, he's so tied to Trump. Mm-hmm. So right now is the time to put that stuff out there. And Mark Burnett shouldn't be right. getting, you know, keeping his money and keeping his his you know his his position and of power because he's basically enabling this and he's basically uh, creating the charade and creating the propaganda that is Donald Trump. That we're seeing a lot of that on TV all the time. Yeah. So um, you know and that also is also asking the president to help the sale of a of a public company. The guy sitting in the office of the president, yeah. Mark Burnett's making money from the U.S. taxpayers, too, and through campaign uh, violations. They're, they're, they're collecting money for the, the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And, by, and Deborah Messing wrote a tweet about that, and Mark Burnett called her agent and said, really? she better take that and threaten her. Really? So he's a coward. He threatens women just like ah, That's Trump. terrible. That's terrible that he does that. face again if I see him. Now, tell me... Um- because I want to say thank you very much for being on the show because we're out of time. And thank uh, you. yeah, you've been fantastic. I want to hear about your uh, podcast, which is Mondays okay. at 10 a.m. Listen, my, uh, since we're all we're all under 14, uh, Sasha Boggs is a really funny she's very young funny. comic. And she's here and she she helps out with the kids and she lives with us. And she's so funny. And we always get into it, get it about it. Is she there? Is she there with you? She's she in the other room with the kids. Okay. We got our dog back, so they're okay. very excited. But, okay. you know, she just has a different take on things because she's so young and doesn't know anything. And so she doesn't know. Michael Cohen called once, and she didn't even know who it was. He, we're in a big argument. She had yeah. no idea. She goes, You're, you have bad friendships. Anyway, but um, – I was going to play, I was gonna play a, uh, a video of you doing a rap song with her, but I, I, I can't find well, yeah, it on my playlist. Rap song. It's really my good. My kids are like – it's great, but we have a great rap song. Uh, 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 you uh, tell people how to find that because that's we made a rap song this summer. I'll put the link at the bottom of this video once we've posted it. So there you go. Okay, but I love her. It's called Two to Butch, and you can get it on all your things that you get podcasts on, and uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and stuff. Check it out. We do. We have a lot of fun. We do it here. You're a great gentleman, and uh, I'll certainly check out that podcast. And thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really been a, an honor to have you here, and it's great to hear how passionate you are. You know, I, I got a bit cynical about the good people of Hollywood over the last few years, and uh, and in New York or wherever, because a lot of the time you don't feel like they're they really are walking the the walk, and you are doing it. You're doing it, and you're doing it in a big way. So thank you very much, Tom Arnold. Uh, well, I'm a dad. I'm a, I think we're your dad or a mom. You just have to.
Advertise on Narrative Live, but we have partnered with Advertise Cast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show.